everybody. Welcome to the Phoning It In podcast. I am uh, your host, Matt Onesti, and the receiver, like the receiving end of a phone, because I hate myself, and those are the kind of jokes you guys are in for. But the basis of this podcast, pretty much, is uh, I hope the comedians call me, and whatever comedian does call me, we just kind of talk about whatever, just dumb shit, weird shit, mostly shit, but it'll be enjoyable. And it seems like we are actually getting a phone call now, which is mildly surprising. Uh, so let's see who it is. Hello, this is Nick Vatterot, long-time listener. Oh, Nick. First time to ever make a reference to that. Uh, I'm glad you managed to be both the first-time listener and the first person to... First-time <laughs> first listener, last-time call. <laughs> We're going to make sure you never do this again. So, Nick, thank you for um, for calling me in my bedroom. I've been going through a tough time. And, uh, well, I, I was, you know, I was actually surprised you picked up. You know, I know you've been kind of going through a rough patch. So I just wanted to, you know, say that I was thinking about thinking about you. You know, I'm not thinking about you, but I'm thinking about thinking about you. You were thinking about thinking about me, so it was like kind of a double yeah. sort of double-ended sword? Yeah, well, if I have time, if I have, if I kind of get a lot of my stuff done, then I'm going to think about you later today. Like after the writing's done and after you're done, you know, doing films and that's when you think about me? Listen, these M&Ms aren't going to count themselves, okay? Wait, what about M&Ms? I just got all these M&Ms I got to count. You know, I'm trying to get better at counting M&Ms when they're in jars for those contests. So what I've done is I've bought a bunch of and a bunch of M&M's, and I'm filling the jars up with M&M's and kind of counting them as I put them in there so I can sort of better ballpark these M&M's when they're in these jars, you know? So how many bags of M&M's are you buying to put in these jars? I got 70. You have about 70 bags? I mean, is it so let me, let's just run through this real quick. When you fill up these jars, do you then set these jars aside and then forget about how many M&M's are in them, and then you come back to it later? Well, you know, it's been a little bit of trial and error. I um, I was sort of just filling the jars up with the M&Ms, and then and then I was sort of like, well, I don't know how many how many were in there. So now what I'm doing is I'm counting the M&Ms as I put them in there, so that when I have like I got a jar right here, got 520. 520. That now, did you just fill that jar up today, or is that an old jar? That was this morning's uh, toil. Okay. And, um, so is this like you playing no, Sudoku? Is this like your version of Sudoku? Yeah, but you can't you can't win cash and prizes from Sudoku. Okay. If I go to let's say I go to Macy's or a, you know maybe a supermarket opens in a small town, you know there's generally some sort of uh, prize. Um, it's cash and prizes that you can get if you guess how many M and M's are in these you know jars. Are you just trying to fill out your wardrobe by going to Macy's and guessing M&M's? I'm not there for, you know, I mean, what, if I, let's say, let's say I win a, a handbag from, you know, Macy's, you know, I, I, I can just sell that online. If I go to a grocery store, you know, they'll probably give me like $20 in coupons and I can just sell that for $10 up front because I don't live in this town. I'm not going to bring groceries all the way back. To yeah, you're not. Los Angeles. <laughs> You're not bringing I, just things of meat on airplanes from New York to Los Angeles. 
Right. It, you know, on a lot of these planes, they're like, well, you can't bring all that meat on. And I was like, but it's cash and prizes. And they don't. It's amazing. It doesn't matter how many times you tell TSA, but it's cash and prizes. They don't seem to really care. Do you have to check things through customs that you win cash? Like, even if it is like a bunch of frozen fillets, would you have to, like, check that with your embassy or something? You know, they have, if you've ever, you know, flown up in the air internationally, there's always this little checklist that, you know, you can't have $10,000 in cash on your person. So somebody had $10,000 um, in cash, and they were like, whoa, hold on there, Nelly, because his name was Nelly, yeah. and they said you can't come on the plane. And then, like, I'm Nelly. I, I, I make $10,000 a day from all my head singles. And, um, you know, but they, they think if anyone, anyone, you know, running around with $10,000 cash is, is up to unsavory, um, you know, uh, business, I guess. Well, they come on to, he came out of the plane saying he was stomping at his Air Force Ones, and they were like, sir, this isn't Air Force right. One. This is, this is right. just a regular commercial flight. And I think that's why they were yeah. so upset. No, I don't know how Nelly ever did get get on Air Force One. I don't know. It's, uh, I guess it's, oh, it's those, you know what? I think it's those shoes. Now, is that why it's so hard to get on airplanes and or Air Force One now? Because Nelly essentially ruined it? Yeah, there was some confusion. He was talking about shoes, but everyone thought that he was talking about this plane. And that's pretty much why we can't bring about you know, any any more than 10 pounds of meat onto an airplane. It certainly sounds like conspiracy if I've ever heard a conspiracy, Nick. Conspiracy truth. <laughs> We're conspiracy, conspiracy truthers. Crap. Do you want to unpack some conspiracies conspiracy with realization. me? Wait, what, what? Do you want to unpack some conspiracies and see if we can get to the bottom of some things? I do. I do. Like, what, what is, like, why are you in this mood? Why are you, like, so down? You know, is it is it conspiracy related? You know, you keep putting all these, like, Facebook posts and Twitter posts of just being like, you know, feeling, 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 and then a oh, emoticon that's not very happy. But you're very vague about like what it is that you're. Is it? What are you all? What are you in a, uh, a pissy mood about? Well, I'm using all those emoticons because I'm actually being paid off by the Emoji Movie to use my uh, feelings as promote. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, you know, kind of, kind of doing that thing on the side. Branding. I am branding. You I'm trying to. Specifically, can't use the happy one. No. Um, can you imagine if your face looked like the happy emoticon? Like, it would hurt. It would hurt a lot. That's the first thing I thought of. But, no, yeah. I'm, I'm actually sad um, because, well, you know, the situation we dealt with today, um, our soundboard that we have that we normally do these things on, he killed himself right. this morning. Um, you know, oh, so we had, to, we had to go through all, you know, we had, to, we had to run out of funeral home. We had to, we had to buy the casket. And it's a small casket, like you know how they make like baby caskets more expensive yeah, just because I'm they're very so familiar with baby caskets. <laughs> well, they make I mean, sound. I'm a little too familiar with baby caskets, but yeah, you you have to. They don't make laptop caskets. That'd be stupid. Uh, so you have to put a laptop in a baby casket. Right. Um. And they were like, well, since this isn't a baby and you're not using it for the right thing, you have to, you know, pay us double. And, you know, nobody showed up to the wake. Nobody really cared about the soundboard when he was alive. He was kind of an asshole. Um, why did 
because it was not a human? Is it was he one of these guys? I think it was one of those things because he's not a human. Um, but that's um, it's where that's where a lot of gloom comes from. Hey, do you want to know how you can uh, win him over? How could I win him over? So, who am I winning over? The soundboard community or the funeral home directors? No, I, I, I thought the funeral the funeral home guy. Here's because here's a little here's a little um, this is a poem. It's, I don't know if you know this, but there is a, there's a, a contest of, of, of to write the world's baddest poem in four words. Okay. Okay. Uh, or five words. Uh, four or five words. I think it was. I think it was specifically they go write write uh, write the saddest poem in four or five words. Oh no. And uh, and this is how it goes. Ready? Baby casket. <laughs> Fail. Oh. Unused. Oh. Yeah. Pretty sad. The baby never died, so they never got to use the baby. Do you think that's, I mean, that kind of goes along the lines of like, you know, how it's not, I think this was a uh, Bo Burnham joke about, uh, you know, rape whistles being a bad industry to get into. Would baby casket, like getting in the baby casket industry be equally as bad? Hmm. The real question is, would you get into the baby casket industry? I'll be honest, it's pretty depressing, you know? I think it's really depressing because uh, you have to think about what is happening all day long. All, you, you're not you're not working at the M M&M and M store that I frequent every day, where you make everyone where you just supplying happiness. Like you're sort of you're sort of saying to people, this is the end of your happiness, you know. But the thing is that you have to realize that you're 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 providing a necessary service because if there's not a baby casket, you know what they used to do. They used to wait until enough babies fill, you know, uh, uh, could fill up a real casket, and that was terrible, you know. It was almost consolidating, you know. They were just trying. That's called sustainability in the business world, where you don't want to use up too many caskets because you leave a less, like you're trying to, you know, lessen your footprint on the environment. Right. So, I mean, honestly, right. I kind of like the idea of one giant casket being used um, for a handful of children. I personally think well, that you definitely don't want to put a half a half casket. But, no. you know whether you know, um, you know, it's, it's, it's that optimistic pessimistic thing. Like, is the is they say is the casket is you say is the casket half full of dead babies or is the the casket half empty of dead babies? I say the casket is half full of babies that used to be alive. You, know, you gotta be optimistic. You know, Nick, I was feeling really sad before you called, but I think you know, looking. Dead baby talk cheered you up. I think the uh, I think looking at the casket half full of dead babies, you know, to me that's a a lot more optimistic, and you know, I, I feel better. I do genuinely feel better. I mean, you have to because you know life is short, especially for a dead baby. <laughs> it's I mean it it's short. They lived a full life though. What about Rockstar? Well, what about Baby Boss? Baby Boss lived... He died doing what he loved, shitting his pants. If only we could all live that way. Nick? What was the conspiracy theory? So, uh, the conspiracy the conspiracy theory... you out? I think that... The la- hey, listen. The laptop thing happens, man. The laptop I thing know. happens. I get very frustrated with technology. I've been trying to... I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I'll be straightforward. I have, a, I have this uh, sketch... 
pilot that I've just, I just today, I just uploaded it. It's on YouTube now called No Outlet. And, but I've had nothing but, like, te- technical frustrations with this thing. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't find a computer anywhere. You know, yeah. I didn't have any sort of recording um, devices. You know, it's just one thing after another. So I get, uh, you know, I do get the most mad at technology more than anything else, and I get so mad at a thing that I don't understand how it works. I yell at my computer, going like, "Why won't you do this thing?" Meanwhile, I have no idea why. It doesn't. I don't know why it doesn't do it. I don't know why it does it. I'm calling the computer stupid when it's way smarter than I am. Um, it's just from a different generation. There's a generational yeah, I, gap between yeah, you and the computer. Yeah. It really is true, man. I come from a, a time where six bits is all I needed in my. Uh, I didn't even have eight bits. I had six bit Nintendo. That's how. <laughs> eight bit Nintendo was too much for me. I didn't understand what was happening. You got two-bit Nintendo two like, years before? Yeah, it was about two years before. It was in the 70s when uh, two, it was like a six-bit Nintendo came out. Two more bits they threw in. That was It wasn't even Nintendo. It was called Tendo. And they added the Nin when, two, when they added the two bits. They think Nin is like some language. For it's Latin for eight. It is Latin. That is right. It is Latin. Um, Nintendo is all, yeah. It's all Latin. If you watch the credits, it's all in Latin. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, you got to roll with the punches. You know, you got to, like, just sort of be like, just got to do your best to keep up with technology. So with the you know? short that you put out online, you said you were having trouble, you know, uploading and, and finding a computer and equipment. Were you showing up to the shoots, like, on the day with, like, no equipment? Just thinking it just yeah. happened? Okay. Well, you know, they always, they always talk about movie magic. It's a word you throw around, movie magic. And so, you know, I was like, well, let's make some magic happen. And, they were like, and the whole crew was like, let's make some magic happen. And then the crew got very upset with me, which is weird because, like, well, a second ago you guys wanted to make movie magic, and then, and then two minutes later they're like, wait, you don't have any equipment? And I was like, what happened to magic, man? Because you guys don't want to believe. And they're like, I took off work for this. So they got upset. Well, it's, it's like, the well, staff effect where you see Gandalf carrying around a staff. Did you at least have one of those, or was it just kind of you were uh, just by the seat of your pants, like a wand or anything? Because, I mean, according to the books, that's the only way that magic actually works. I heard the whole, you know, flaying around your arms is bullshit. Um, <laughs> well, hold on. Who told you that, that, that magic works by just flailing around your arms? Um, I don't know if you've ever remember like the old magicians who used to go to birthday parties and you know, they would be like, All right, now swing your finger around and touch my hat. Oh, okay. And then yeah, a I bunny would, would come out. Right. Um, that's bullshit. There was actually the assistant would use a wand it, and she would fling it behind his back and that's how the uh, rabbit right. would come out. That makes more sense. You're talking of sleight of hand and, and, and distraction and diversion. Right. And virgin. Uh, I was picturing you uh, flailing your arms like a bird trying to fly. Because <laughs> that's when you say flailing of arms, I just picture a, a man trying to fly with his arms. And then I, and as if that's how he thought magic worked. Have you ever uh, seen someone failing at flying by flailing their arms? Because I've never seen it, and it makes me think that you could actually do it, but nobody wants us to know about it. You've never seen anyone fail at flying by flying. 
you know what? I've definitely, as a kid, I definitely tried it for sure. Okay. Hundred percent. You don't know if I could. It, it, I think it's one of the things that I'm surprised you've ever tried it. I feel like it's one of the things that everyone's tried it at some point. Here, here's another thing. Let me ask you. Let me ask you something. Genuine question. Okay. Have you ever tried to move something with your mind? Oh, absolutely. Um, I, don't I trust anyone who has not. No, everyone has looked at. So I've done this. I actually did this probably about a week ago. I was um, as. <laughs> As they say, uh, as they say on the streets, I was couch locked, um, except I wasn't on a couch. I was just in my chair and I didn't want to move to the other end of the room, even though I'm in a motorized wheelchair. I don't really expend any energy um, and I needed a bottle of water and I looked at it. I was like, all right, it's time for me to just fucking try this after all this time. Why not? And, you know, long story short, it just didn't work. It was it was an all around <laughs> failure. I kind of want to hear the long version. If that's long story short, uh, well, I love the long version. Still ends with I couldn't move things with my mind. God, man, it's, I feel like I feel like I don't know, man. You got to try it though. I've talked to people that don't, and I love that you did this what like a week ago. This was like a week ago. I just got done with school. I was like, I'm gonna go nuts tonight, and you know, it was one of those situations. Where I was like. I can't move, so I have to try it. It was like you're doing something out of necessity, and you just hope it works. They always say necessity is the mother of insanity. Yes, they are. So that sounds like a good family. I mean, if you can move things, you you got. I mean, it's an insane thought to think you can move things with your mind, but at the same time, it's like you got to. Right, and actually, I don't think, I think, like, there's a chance that, you know, I don't know, I believe in, like, I, I'm open, I won't say believe, I'm open to, like, synchronicity and source fields and all this, like, everything's connected type of stuff, and I, I don't I don't see why, I feel like it's, it's not, I don't know. We have to be connected all somehow. Have. have you ever pleaded with a bee before? Pleaded, plead, pleaded with a bee. Yes, have you ever asked for mercy from a hornet? I, I get what you're saying. I have not because I have a different strategy with these, but I, I understand what you're saying. What is, before we go any further in this, then what is your strategy when face-to-face with a bee? Um, you got to go statue, man. you got to go full-on statue. Okay, so like a bear. Complete calm. Yeah, just let it, let it, literally, let it be. And it, uh, and it goes away. Once you start, once you start turning into a magician and flailing around, I mean, that's when the bee's like, fuck this guy. They, uh, Look, this guy, he doesn't cool. understand how magic works, and that's that's why they cool. get so upset with you. Cool. So that's what the Beatles just, were I'm talking about. I'm trying to do a magic trick where my stinger disappears in your arm. Just be cool. Like the Joker. Um, so I think uh, animals, though, I think I've like tried to connect with like an animal in the woods. You know, I think I've seen some sort of animal, you know, like a giant, like a, like a giant, like in the mountains, you see like a giant, like, and I would try to like uh, you know connect with that. But How big does the bee, bee have to no. be? Um, it's a big bee. Okay. It's a big. It's a big bee. Might have been a mountain lion. I was real hammered. They but all look the same. When you're drunk and it's dark and uh, you know. Isn't that how they test people for glaucoma? They show you a picture of a mountain lion and a bee and say, "What is this?" 
Yeah, it's also how they uh, drinking and driving. That's your DUI check? Yeah, is this a bee or a bear? Nick, that actually brings me to a question I've been asking everybody. Um, What would you do to get out of a ticket if you were being pulled over by a cop? And would you go as far as to piss yourself? To pinch myself? Piss yourself. Pee your pants. Oh, piss myself. Oh, what would I do to get out of it? I don't know, man. I'm really into, like, well, let's see. Let's say I, I missed. Let's say uh, was I drunk? Am I? Have I been drinking and driving? You are either drinking and driving, or you are riding dirty with a lot of weed, like you were in the um, what was the one story you told me where you got arrested in the Liberty Bell? Oh yeah. Okay, I say yeah. I if I'm drinking and driving, lock me up. I shouldn't be out there. Okay. If I'm uh, noble. If I, if I got weed, let's say I got let's say uh, let's see, ill placed sign. I've got weed on me. Um, I just passed over Oregon. So I'm technically in a state where it's not legal, even though it was legal five feet backwards. It didn't, maybe, you know, maybe I didn't even realize I left Oregon. I'm in a situation. You're high as fuck because you're I'm leaving Oregon. Um, I think, uh, how do I get out of the ticket? I think you just got to be as, you know how you, know how you get out of the ticket? You got to, you just, you just got to be uh, as, 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 uh, you know, like nice, as like sort of, um, I, I think you gotta be as nice to them as possible. You gotta like, you can't be like, you can't ever do this. Here's what not to do. Oh yeah? What are you gonna do about it? Oh. Um, like if, like when he walks over the car, if the very first thing you say is, oh yeah, what are you gonna do about it? Before he even says anything, you're gonna go to jail. <laughs> Before he even gets and, license and, and registration out of his mouth, you say, oh, what yeah. are you going to do? But you have to say, like, you got to respond as if he had just said something. You got to be like, oh, yeah, even though he didn't say anything. <laughs> oh, yeah, what are you going to do about it? Um, I see then, you I in think... a leather jacket and black uh, sunglasses, like black Ray-Bans, like you're a reservoir dog. Oh, yeah. When he gets to the car... I light a cigarette just to flick it in his face. <laughs> these are all the things what not to do. These is what not to do. Not, do not do any of these things. And let me be very clear. These are things not to do. Okay? Um, here's what you do want to do. Uh, when he comes over, do this. You got to, like, you got to show that you're not, you're not trying to get out of it. Because they, you know what it is? If you want to get out of it, don't try to get out of it. Because all day long, they see people trying to get out of it. All day long, they deal with people that are like, well, I didn't do it. You're wrong. Just go the other way. They'll be so thrown. When they show up, be like, I did it. I did it. I tell you, I did it. I'll do it again. Cool. I'll do it again in every state. I, I, did, it all. I did all of them. Hey, anyone is a... Anytime anyone's ever said or, or run over something they shouldn't have, it was me. It was me the whole time. Ah, oh, you gotta lock me up. You gotta, you gotta take care of me. All of them. I did every one of them. I don't know what's wrong with me. I like it. Oh, I like it is why I did it. Oh, I think that, I think go that direction. I, yeah, I think. That take credit like, for every man, crime man. ever committed in the continental United States. <laughs> sound, <laughs> sound like you just broke out of a 1920s museum. Um, I don't know why you were in an IT, like it was a night at the museum type situation, but you escaped. Um, and then you got pulled over for weed leaving Oregon. 
Answer why I did it. I, I didn't know the year. I, I didn't know what was happening. I, I went to turn on the Mickey Mouse Club, and they said it had been, it had been canceled. Even the even when they remade it, it two decades later, that one got canceled too. I couldn't take it. I, I tell you, I couldn't take it. Nick, this, this is, is how everyone talks in the twenties. Um, I mean, that's the way all voice records of people in the twenties sound. Um, so who are we to determine that that's not how they talked? You know, it's weird. Like there's words, you know, like, uh, you know, every year the, uh, the Webster's dictionary, like adds another word, yeah. you know, like um, emoji or dill rod, you know, they have one that, uh, they get rid of them too. I don't know if you know this one, but they rather, this is what, this is one of the most popular words in the twenties and they got rid of it. You know what, you know what the word is? What was the word? Yeah. Just yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. the the guttural. So how do you spell yeah? So that's that's depressing. You've brought me back to my depression. Why would uh? Why would you take that out? I feel like that still has use. Which what was that in? Like how do you use nap properly? Is that before you do something dastardly, or is that before? You're getting ready to do something nice. It could go either way. It was like aloha or dude, you know, like like dude right now is like like if something cool happens, like if you if you see a guy like like let's say you see something cool happen, like the guy skateboarding, you'd be like, dude. Or like okay. what happens, or like but it also goes the other way, like what happens if you're like like someone's doing something like lame, like like sometimes it's like like skateboarding, you know. You'd be like, oh, "Dude, okay," you know. So it kind of works both ways. That's what meow was. Yeah. They'd be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna have eggs tonight." Yeah, milk again, you know. They go both ways. Well, if you use words enough, don't they legally have to bring them back into Webster's? Like, doesn't Webster have to look at it and go, "Okay, we're gonna bring it back"? Uh, I think on the federal level, yes, but oh, on, on the state. You know, the state level, yes. Federal level, no. So technically, there's like a little bit of a loophole. Okay. Well, that makes sense because the federal federal Webster sends grants to state Webster, and then they decide, you know, how much money they're going to give to each individual word. So I guess it depends on if you're living in a Republican state, they might not be into yeah. But I don't know. It's a fight that we have to we have to champion. It's become too political, and that's that's really the the, the true tragedy of the whole thing. Well, everyone's side, everyone's taking sides on it now, which is kind of depressing. Um, you know, it's we we used to live in a yeah country, um, but now it seems like we live in a yeah country. You could say that twice. <laughs> that, but we are going to try and stay away from yeah politics. Um, that's the one thing I wanted to make sure that we stay away from uh, in you know in phoning it in. Uh, we don't want to. We don't want to harp on Webster and his yeah choices. I feel like I mean, the man is on. He's unjustly we persecuted. We gotta stay away from politics. Honestly, we gotta stay away from politics. And actually, say that you know, again. Stay away from politics. You know who should stay away from politics? You know, who, you know who should get out of politics right now, don't you? You know. <laughs> You know who shouldn't be in politics at all? I tell you what, we stay away from politics. I'll tell you who should stay away from politics. I can never remember this person's name. Who are you? It sounds like you're doing 
It sounds like you're doing Bill Hicks and Dane Cook with like <laughs> with like a George Carlin undertone. And now I want that for you on stage. Bill Hicks, Dane Cook. You go to the, you go down to, you go to Congress and Congress and everyone's like, they're like, they're sitting there, they got the gavel, it's like, gong, 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 and like, gong, 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 like, gong, gong, you know, and everyone's like clapping, it's like, oh, oh I'm gonna clap, I'm gonna clap. It's all of a sudden, it's like, oh, we're gonna filibuster, it's like, oh, yeah, you're gonna filibuster, there's always one guy, there's always one guy who's got a filibuster. <laughs> I don't know who that was, an impression. But, this uh, one just now? You know, I, I, yeah, I don't know what that was, really. That? I was, if you could have seen my physicality, I swear I was doing somebody, but the vocal thing, I don't know what that was. The vocal, it sounded like, that sounded more like Dane Cook and Robin, Dane Cook doing a Robin Williams impression. <laughs> just talking about politics. Just trying to make a difference. Just talking about politics. Here's the difference, though. That would have went on for like another 20 minutes about how filibuster is the funniest name in American <laughs> politics. <laughs> It sounds nougaty. Like, it sounds like it has, like, caramel in it. That's somebody else's joke, and I cannot remember who it is. Um, but I can't even take credit for that. Take credit, who cares? Can I, do we live in that kind of world where we can just take credit for things that aren't ours? I would say, if you're going to steal, then at least you better take credit. That's fair. Because you no, don't want to steal it and then not take credit. You don't want to steal and then not take credit for it. Yeah, I'm going to steal this, but I'm not taking credit for it. <laughs> who was that? Who who told that joke? It wasn't me, so it's yours. Nope, not mine. And who yeah. is it? I hey don't guys, know. I'm going to do uh You know what? I don't know if we've talked about this before, but uh, I got accused of stealing a guy's material one time. And, you know, I mean, I, I think it's parallel thought. Um, I think it's parallel delivery. Because he was like, you're even delivering the material like I deliver it. And I was like, dude, I thought of these bits on my own. This is just how I feel the, the joke is best, you know, articulated. And it became a huge thing. Um, when was this? A couple um, year, a couple years ago? But, yeah, the bit. I'm trying to remember how the bit. Oh, this is the bit. The, the bit when I said, hey, I went down a pussy. And that shit was like the 70s. <laughs> that, that shit was like a 70s. Yeah. I, I was looking at that like there was like a shag carpet and shit. I looked at my love. There was like a lava lab and shit. <laughs> my name is Marino Patinez and my dad hates <laughs> me. He's like, I have a bit like that. And I was like, yeah, parallel thought, man. I'm sorry. I don't know. Well, you know, you know. Marino can be kind of a tough guy to convince um, that you did not steal you his know, it's, You know, we all see the same things. And we have the same thoughts. You know, it's just like, you know, there's just, you can't, you, every joke is, uh, you know, you're touching on something, someone. Well, it's not like we're all, we all live separate lives. You know, sometimes you go through the same thing as a child and it sounds like you, you know, Marino forgot that your name was Marino when you were growing up in the seventies. Um, you know, and the fact that you grew up in the seventies is something that, you know, some people just mistake sometimes. You know, I just, he did, and he kept saying that because your name's not Marino because your name's Nick Vatterod. And then you're saying my name when I say my name. 
was like, dude, I'm doing a character. You don't know how characters work? Like he's never seen a character before. You go up to Andrew Dice Clay and be like, "Oh, dude, you stole my act." You go up to, you know, a Larry the Cable guy, like, "Hey, you stole my act." You know, you go up to Jerry Seinfeld and be like, "Hey, you know, you know, I don't understand this is a character that you do." You know, would um, would you ever try and do a Jerry Seinfeld character? Would you stay away from that territory? Or would you just dive headfirst into it? Um, it's too fun not to do. Do you, okay, so this is actually, uh, I'm not even fucking around. Do you, have you ever found yourself when you're having like a bad time on stage going into like Jerry Seinfeld delivery because somehow it always works? I, I definitely have, uh, I definitely have found myself, uh, I can't remember if I was doing good or doing bad, but I'll, I'll slip into uh, like Regan a little bit. You know? Okay. Uh, wasn't Regan like had. one of your like biggest like inspirations? He is. It, it, it happens, and I think it happens mostly with like a bit that I've like never done before, like a new bit, and then like maybe the bit's not working, and then I sort of like if it's definitely a Regan-esque joke. Yeah. Any joke, any joke where it's like I'm stupid, you know? Yeah. Or like aren't kind of making fun of yourself for being an idiot about everything is like sort of Regan territory. Yeah. Um, and like, so if I have a new bit and the bit's not really working, I've definitely like caught myself. And usually when I do it, I just like call it out. Be like, yeah. By the way, I just, I do Regan because I'm just like so self-conscious about it. But yeah. I definitely like, will like do a bit and be like, uh, I had a bit where it was like, um, I was making, I was, oh, I was in, I think Detroit and they had a, um, they have a, uh, their mass transit system is called the People Mover. And that was so funny to what me. What a great That's name. Called the People Mover. And so, like, I was, like, doing the, I was trying to make fun of People Mover, and it, like, it just was not working. So I think when I went into, like, my guy, I was like, like who's the guy that comes up with, like, everything I'm talking about is not working, not working. Yeah. Like, it's just like, like, um, I got an idea. Well, we call it the People Mover. Oh, the people mover, you know, and like the more I kind of read it, I started getting laughs. But the bit was drowning. And yeah. I definitely, again, I, 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 as soon as I, I didn't, I wasn't like feel the persona, which is Regan. I definitely was just, I found myself kind of like playing up how dumb the dumb character. Just I, naturally I going into of, Regan. Yeah, and then I was like, oh crap, I'm just, I'm just doing Regan right now. So that, and then, then what's funny is that I, I catch myself like, yeah, I know, I was just doing Regan. Sorry, and then, you know, like. Half the audience knows who Regan is. The other half, you know, or like, uh, if it was a, if, it, if it's a room full, I think it's an alt room or a room full of comics. Yeah. everybody knows who Regan is. Uh, uh, regular clubs, you know, like sometimes uh, you'll get Regan some people. Is, he's he's like the most he's like the most famous comedian, but at the same time, you know, a lot of people don't know who anyone who's not Jerry Seinfeld is. You know, right? Uh, he's the so, standard he's, comedian. He's like the best. You know, he's like the, he's like, the, I mean, he just, he, he sells at what, like 20 shows in Salt Lake City. He does, you know, he does like, um, you know, arenas everywhere and all these giant theaters all over the country, always forever. He's like the funniest guy. He's, he's amazing. It is stupid that like, uh, that Regan's not like a household name or whatever. But and it's because it everyone's like, heard him. Everyone's heard his jokes. Everyone's seen his jokes. Yeah. And no one knows his well, name. Sure. When I talk to like extended family, though, they're all, or whatever anybody asks me who my favorite comedian is, I always say Brian Regan, and then like, you know, every every few times people will be like, 
who is that? And then I'll like, I'll, like show them a clip, and they'll go, oh, yeah, that guy. They know him. They've seen him. And then they'll be like, that guy is hilarious. Um, but, I, uh, I always find using movies. Worth, What's up? Oh, definitely not worth, like, I, I mean, I don't know. It's just so funny to, like, kill all the momentum in your act to apologize for, you know. <laughs> for ripping things, off uh, someone else's shtick. For sounding like a guy that no one there was even thinking that you sounded like, you know. Um, well, Nick, here's the thing. At least, like, mover. the cool thing is, is, like, you're ripping off, like, you're doing, like, you'll find yourself jumping into, like, Brian Regan tone. I've been finding myself, like, jumping into Mike Birbiglia tone, where, like, I'm telling a story, uh, and when things start to go south, I'll do those, like, long, drawn-out, like, so or i know like the things that he is known <laughs> for and like i'll do that then i'll just be like oh shit and then when i say like all right i'm sorry i that's not me like i'm ripping off mike perbiglia or i'll tell anyone else they'll be like who the fuck are you talking about yeah he, he's the same guy he's huge you know one of the most famous guys out there most people go like oh yeah i know that guy but when you're thinking about it yeah, I, it's also like uh, I think we do it a lot when we're or when we're green comedians too. You know, they can be they can be comic training wheels of sorts when we're trying this new thing that's very difficult and, and hard to figure out how to do. You know, you put the training wheels on of another of a, of a comedian that you love. You know, yeah. I still think that like you know I it's so funny like I I was thinking about like. You know, I was like, well, my comedy, I was like, is it possible to like, truly be a unique, original comic voice or or are all we are? You know, I feel like I'm a little bit of, you know, I'm not comparing myself to these guys. I'm just in, yeah. seeing my Inspiration. influence by like Steve Martin and Brian Regan and, you know, Andy Kaufman. And, I can totally know, see it uh, in your act, Even though. Seinfeld. And, what's that? I can totally see it when I oh, watch yeah. you on stage. Like, absolutely. So it's like if that's the case, and, and then am uh, am all I am is just an amalgamation of everybody. It, but it's not just comedians; it's also like I'm also like partly my friends. I have a little bit of my friends' humor. I yeah. have a, a little bit of my family's humor. I have like basically I feel that like mine and maybe everybody's sense of humor, as well as maybe even personality, is nothing more than just sort of like a culmination of everybody we've ever met and then i like it's funny i wrote this thing online where i was like i was like is it truly possible to have an original thought or is every thought we've ever had you know some derivative of everyone we've ever met and then somebody somebody said that uh, chuck palinek wrote like almost the same exact quote like 10 years ago so even so in like, your even, existential even, crisis of originality yeah. you were not original <laughs> i couldn't even come up with original thought about original thought so <laughs> well i mean honestly i i feel the same way even in with you know i draw a lot of my stuff you know from guys i've watched since i was and it's weird to say now especially like working with you and you know opening with tj those couple times it's like you know, I've looked up to, like, Carlin my whole life, uh, Louis C.K., uh, Dave Chappelle, literally all the names that every comedian ever will say are their favorites. Um, but those right. are the guys. And then I started watching, you know, 
the first person I was introduced to of like a new style of comedy was TJ. I started getting into um, Pete Holmes and Hannibal Burris, and I started watching these guys. And like, I feel like that shifted me into a new style. And then when I started like getting into filmmaking and, you know, looking at original ideas and not original ideas, like a filmmaker like Quentin Tarantino, very upfront about saying things like, Hey, I'm paying homage to a lot of these people in my movies. I'm using scenes that I've seen. I'm using, you know, not bits of dialogue, but I'm using scores from other movies and putting them in mind. Like, he's just paying homage at every, you know, at every corner that I, it's, it's a very real thing. It's a very real thing and a real feeling. And it's strange. It's yeah. like, that's like a hard thing to, to think about is that nothing is original. Even your nothing is original think piece, not being an original think piece. And there's been like yeah. 30 other guys who've done that. Yeah. Yeah. That's why like the parallel plot thing is sort of, you know, well, that's why I think Marino is such an asshole. Well, that guy is an asshole. You know, I mean, that guy. We've had, we've we've always had beef. Well, I know you had beef together. ever since you guys had trouble bringing beef over together from New York to L.A. I know that kind of ruined your business that you guys had. But yeah, we had beef, and then they wouldn't let us bring the beef. So now we're sore at each other because we both blame each other to not be able to bring the beef. You, you know? be beefing. You be beefing. I heard it through the grapevine. Um, which we both, we both also have a where's the beef joke and we both think the other one stole it from the other. <laughs> Can I hear your where's the beef joke? Yeah. You ready? I'm ready. So I went down on a pussy one time <laughs> and I was like, this shit is old, like an old lady. <laughs> I'm waiting for this shit to be like, oh, where's the beef? My name's Dan Marino. <laughs> I can see why that was your closer for so many years. Yeah, I also, well, also, I was like, dude, he goes, you changed my name to make me think I didn't steal your bit, because I don't think it was Dan Marino the first time. But, um, well, because he, his first name was Marino, and then after he yelled at you for stealing it, I understand why you would change the name to Dan Marino. Um, It makes more sense. That was your nickname in high school, wasn't it, when you played football? When I played football, my nickname, my name was Nick Batterot, but my nickname, they called me Dan Marino for short. Okay. Well, that's what that sounds Is like that if you... I, I was, for a second, I was like, that's Dan Marino. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called when you move the letters around in somebody's name. name and make another name? Drunk. <laughs> called drunk. Just being shithouse, just fucked. Dick's, Dick's Lessic. Dyslexic? I, Nick, I have a serious question I want to ask you. Um, this is another thing that I'm speaking of dyslexia. This is a question I was um, asked. Um, would you ever... Okay, let me give you the backstory of this before I ask the question. So this is a, hypo, a hypothetical question that was asked to me in a training to teach people how to talk to and work with disabled individuals. And here's the scenario they gave me. If there's a girl with severe dyslexia applying for a job at a department store as a cashier, should she tell the guy who's hiring her that she's dyslexic 
And then should he not hire her because she's dyslexic? I mean, is it is it the the thought that, that she would get money switched around her head and give yeah. somebody instead of giving somebody a, a twenty, should give them a zero two dollar bill? Here's the way that that question works out. Like in another situation, that's like me applying for a job as a coal miner and then being like, "Yeah, come on, let's get you down to that coal mine. You'll fit right in." I mean, is this who's asking this question? This was a question of people who were genuinely training individuals to how to talk to disabled people or deal with disabled people. Like this was like a tra- you, like a county training. Do you think? Uh, I I uh, I think I have mild. I I don't know. I don't I don't know anything about dyslexia. I do know I switch up my letters all the time. Yeah, uh, I, I get made fun of it by my friends. I'm always doing it, and uh, they make fun of me. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't, I don't think I. It's, I'm not like doing it on purpose. I'm not like, I'm, I'm, I'm not dumb. Yeah, you know. Uh, but I am like, I feel like. Uh, As you say it, like Brian Regan. Yeah, I'm not a dumb. I'm not. A, I'm dumb. I did it. I did it. There, I did it. Um. But uh, I can do a better reason than that. Uh, so I got the letters uh, changed around. Can I change back and forth? Sorry. That, just, that makes me think I might, have, I might have something. I can't stay on topic. Um, I, where, what am I talking about? Dick Flexia. Sexy Lexia. Sexy Lexia. Um, I don't know what it's like to have like a full you know, whatever the, like, the worst, the severe version of it. We'll just say full-blown. You feel like full-blown dyslexia. Um, I'm not even trying to do that at this point. I just, I literally can't say it. They pick, dyslexia is like, dyslexia is the, they pick the one word that you most often switch the beginning and end. Um, So it sounds like you're saying dyslexia, um, and you're not talking about twisted dicks. I'm not. I never, I, I almost never am. If you're ever like, is he talking about dicks? Or, uh, I'm probably trying to say something else. <laughs> um, but, like, do you feel like this, uh, do you feel like anybody who had severe dyslexia would get insulted to think that they don't, there's certain jobs that they could not do? Do you feel insulted? You know, yes, a coal mine for sure, but then do you feel like, like, where is the spectrum of, like, where you would be insulted and where you wouldn't be? Is, and are these guys just idiots that they can't like sit there and they think they're coming up with a good gray area you know that's and that's kind of where that comes in is like they think they're in like a gray area where they feel the like employer should never should just be like oh yeah come on board i see no problem with you messing up numbers in a department store instead of like oh if you're hiring someone be like Hey, maybe not cashier, but we could get you another job. Yeah. What What is this store that? What is this business that only does cashier? You know, it's a department store that has no product. You come in, you exchange money for more money. Um, it's the same amount of money. I, I think you can buy. Um, I'm sorry, I'm getting a call on my phone. I have another comedian trying to call in. 
Um, but we're gonna okay. let them. We're gonna let them stay off the air. We don't. It's just me and you now, Nick. Just us. No, he's gonna find out. He's. I know this has been. I know this has been. You know, a nice relationship between me and you. But I don't ever feel comfortable letting a third person into it. I'm not into menage a trois. They're going to listen to this and find out that we didn't answer the phone. And they were sitting there being like, those assholes. <laughs> what a bunch of dicks. I could have been on there talking about sex, Alexia. Sex, Lexia. S- I have dick, dick, Lexia. That's where you put the dick in the butt because you thought that was... <laughs> you just keep confusing the two. But that's why you shouldn't be a porn star if you have that kind of disorder. You wouldn't get it it's right. One of, it's one of seven reasons I shouldn't be a porn star. Can I ask what, like, the third reason is? Uh, scheduling. Just. <laughs> I, got, I got a tight schedule. I just don't, don't really have time for it. Tight schedule? That's what she said. High five me. And that's where we high five through the phone. Um. <laughs> It's just you hammering on your phone into the ground like a gavel. It um, I hit FaceTime. <laughs> did you hit FaceTime? And I five um, Let me see. I um. So we've we've certainly talked about conspiracies and dyslexia. Um, you know, I uh, Nick, I I want to thank you for you know calling me and uh, getting me out of this funk. I feel like this new show. Uh, is going to do just that. You know, I'm going to have a bunch of cool people calling in. And, um, you know, thank you. Thank you for getting me out well, of it. You know, you know, I just want I heard you were in a funk, and I just really wanted to... And by the way, I'm glad we figured out conspiracies. I mean, we really drilled that home, and I'm glad that we were able to. Some say, and the conspiracy was that uh, there are NSA people that when people talk about conspiracies, they go back and erase most of that conversation, so it seems like we didn't really talk about it that much. But I, we talked about it at such length on this that I, I, I don't think the NSA will ever be able to erase how much we were able to address it. And um, and, and I think, like, sort of talking through that conspiracy sort of paranoia you have and the whole laptop stuff and, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, you know, just sort of being able to, you know, make at least one dick and butt joke you know uh we did we hit all the everything that you should hit on a uh beginner's podcast you talk about dicks going into butts you talk about conspiracies um dyslexia's dick dyslexia's putting a dick dick, not not just not not, it's not just putting dick to the butt it's thinking that the butt is it's confusing all holes essentially i think all holes is some i think that's a different thing I think that's uh, that's holy Lexia. Old dyslexia, which is that's a whole nother branch. I've never even really um, that gets into sort of religious undertones. (laughs) From from all your scheduling, your tight scheduling conflicts, you've never been able to actually see. So was it just a matter of like Wednesdays didn't work for you because they were like, all right, we're doing butt stuff on Wednesday. But on Thursday, we're doing feet, and you were just like, listen, I can't make it early on Wednesday, so can we push it back? Was it one of those deals? Um, yeah. Just, I can't do Wednesdays. It's the only way they can do it. I don't know if you know this, all porn is filmed on Wednesday. It's like an all-day event. Well, that's what Boogie Nights taught me, at least. If, the, if that documentary Boogie Nights taught me one thing, 
It's that all porn. <laughs> when you do it, you should go to a commencement speech at some college. And if there's one thing I want to say, is that it's a movie boogie night, time to copy anything, that all porn is shot on Wednesday. Good luck, <laughs> class of 20. <laughs> Just 20. Just the year 1920. 1920. You guys finally graduated. Nick. After a hundred or so years. So, do you think you'd ever get booed? So, I know we were we were doing a sign-off, but we got into another thing. If you were to give a commencement speech, I'm going to ask you two questions, because it sounds like um, if there's one thing Boogie Nights taught me, that would be your closer. Um, how long would your commencement speech be? And what would be your main thing to get across? Um, I think it, it needs to be uh, 12 minutes. You don't want anything more than 12 minutes. Okay. You know, it's like uh, a starter set. No. Like, you know, you're just a couple years in the stand-up. You're just working out your 12-minute act. Perfect amount of time. Honestly, I would use my commencement speech just to work out material. <laughs> you show, you show like up that. in a T-shirt, like in a Van Halen T-shirt, and sneak airs, and you're like, I thought this was an open mic. Get a piece of paper out and just be like, what else? What else? Um, leaders from out of town. You know, I mean, it would just be a lot of crowd work. And uh, and I think if I had, if I guess if I had to do one message, though, um, the message, um, the message would be to, uh, whoa, I'd, I'd be like, uh, always, always answer the phone because you never know what opportunities that is so wholesome that makes me feel good and then i would and then i would answer the phone and walk away <laughs> then you get a phone call you would say of, sort of, yeah sort of great if i really meant it or if i just had a phone call and was trying to take it sort of message. <laughs> that's the honestly the kindest way that you can get out of any meeting nick i think that's one of the best places we could leave off with this um because i do have Dude, to get I back so to fun man I listen. Thank you. I hope we can do this again. Um, it every I just have my phone hooked up to a podcast at all moments of the day. So realistically, you could just call me whenever and we could podcast. Love it. I think that's how this works. Um, can, I, can I plug my uh, go see no outlet? I finally figured it out. You gotta go on to YouTube and go to Nick Batterot and go to uh, No Outlet. Subscribe and go to like. Facebook and then tell everyone you've ever met about it. We can do that. We can do that. We can send it to everybody. Yeah, it's got sketches on it, and then uh, and then I'm like, uh, it's also uh, it's it's moving pictures. Okay, so not like a a ventrilo phone. What's the one that spins? It's not not a spectre phone. Okay, okay. So it's real moving pictures shot on a camera. Um, some sort of camera. It's an actual. Okay, so it was done through movie magic. And I'm excited to actually check that out. So. Check it out. Watch it with your eyes. Listen to it with uh, whatever part of your body you want. All right. So uh, I'm going to say thanks. Do you want to say thanks as well? I don't really know who we're thanking. It's just me and you. I'm just used to Uh, saying thanks. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, everyone. All right. uh, This has been phoning it in. Uh, I'm Matt Ernesti, and uh, thank you, Nick Vatterot, for being uh, being the best.
I love you. I'm glad you're feeling better.